Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Union Bank Global Linker, a free digital platform that empowers Filipino MSMEs to digitize their business and go global. Sign up now at unionbank.globallinker.com to get a free ebook on surviving COVID-19 for your business. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org connect. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. One, um, I think hiring is something that every CEO, founder, or any person with a business needs to do really, really, really well. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bate Young. Welcome to episode 94 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Union Bank Global Linker a free digital platform that empowers Filipino MSMEs to digitize their business. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains snacky for work language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today, we're going to have an exclusive access to one of the hottest startups in the world, which is Canva. 
and to give us that access will be the country head of Canva in the Philippines and her name is Miss Yanni Donato. Now before Yanni shows us how it's like working in Canva, she'll share how she started out as an HR practitioner and how she became great in hiring the right talent and building teams. Now Yanni's also going to share how she got in Canva and how she helped build the Philippine team from its very beginning, along with how they designed the amazing culture where happiness is a main component for Canvas employees. And not just that, Yanni is gonna describe in great detail what is it like working in Canva and the perks that everybody gets there, along with what it's like to work with their co-founders led by Miss Melanie Perkins. Now stick around till the end because Yanni will give amazing tips, especially in building teams, and creating great culture. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of running Canva, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Chair Podcast. I got her finally. <laughs> I've been wanting to get this person to join us in the podcast because, again, I was standing her since last year because of the Kubo peeps because they had the ability to actually get her to come over and do a kulitan. But we, without further ado and without you know overly fanboying over this girl, let's welcome to the show Miss Yanni Donato of. Canva! Danny, yeah. welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes, okay. So again, Yanni, thanks for having the time. I know you're a very busy girl because you're busy making our lives easier and whatnot, right? Because again, Canva, let's admit it. I don't know any startup or any type of digital, digitally enabled company or uh, career that doesn't use you. But before you got to becoming an essential app or whatnot, I, I'm, I bet there's so many stories that you can share. But before I get carried away, Yanni, what's your hustle? So I am the country lead of Canva Philippines as of today. Um, but before that, um, I studied psychology. I had a background in HR. And Canva is one of my earlier jobs, actually. So a lot of my time spent growing this um, profession was already in Canva, so I'm very excited to share about that today. Wow. Okay. Since you're ready, I need you to buckle up, Rani, because we have this special machine that we ride here. It's called the Hustle Share Time Machine, and we're going to go ride it now. Again, I don't know why it sounds like a fairy tale, but you know, it, that's what floats our boat. Okay. <laughs> so, Yanni, I'm literally at your LinkedIn right now. Um, wow. And you have a pretty, uh, again, uh, just HR is your bread and butter. Uh, let's just call it, call it what it is. But walk us through your early, or early grind. Because, you know, nobody would ever think when they're coming up and whatnot that you'd end up working for one of the biggest startups in the world. But what was it growing up? And what were, uh, did you ever have any prior hustles or early hustles when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, actually, while I was still in college, I was studying psychology. So, you know. Early on, I was really fascinated with human behavior. But at the same time, um, sort of there was an aversion for me to go into corporate because um, my parents, my sibling, my sister, they're all in corporate. So I wanted to sort of go against that. 
mm-hmm. just so I can do my own thing. So I started my I started this small jewelry line with my friends. Wow. Um, it was called BTF or Better Than Fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the start. So we would literally source our items in Kiapo and then build them ourselves at home after school no and then sell it on Facebook. Wow. So that was the start. And siguro that's also where I discovered that hey, actually, I'm a bit passionate for doing creative things or having a creative outlet. Um, but then eventually, I went on to do my thesis and um, graduated. And that business is still with my friend now. Okay. Um, you can see, yeah, and I went into my internship. And I feel like HR just naturally was the path for me. So okay. it's a combination none. When you say HR, again, this, is a, this, this, this course is common along most the big universities, but it's not usually taken, right? And whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when you say an, as an HR practitioner, because most of the time, again, uh, in other instances, HR is the enemy of a lot of people for some reason <laughs> because they're the ones who, 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 you know, who deduct things from them and whatnot. But in, in reality, HR is supposed to be an employee's best friend. Correct, um, and they're the ones who champion their rights and the what's what's uh, especially the culture, right? Um, as an HR practitioner, especially coming up as an intern, what was that like? Because you also interned for a very big hotel uh, mm-hmm. when you go in, and what was the things that you learned in that 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 stint? Uh, um, yeah, well, in Intercon, as I was an intern there for I think two to three months, okay. um, basics of HR I learned there, and really having the discipline because it's a, it's really corporate, so. You know, you come in, um, there's a certain time that you work, and then there's certain bosses you report to from HR admin to recruitment to training. So they really immersed me um, across the different facets of HR. So that's when I also sort of built my fascination um, leaning towards recruitment in that whole HR space. But I'm really grateful for my stint there in Intercon because amazing team, amazing mentors. Um, and that's, I think, what paved the way for me to pursue it. Got it. Oh, now I'm very curious because in HR, since it's very people centric, I mean, it's human resources, right? Um, there's there's got to be some really solid, soft, and hard skills you have to develop, right? You, you, you because if you're championing human resources or being human connection and whatnot, you have to develop some skills. Did you get that exposure right away in your your internship, or did you learn that in your next stint that you did? I think I always attribute it to every step of the way. So definitely okay. internship helped me there because um, there's always a brand. When you join a company, right? There's a certain brand. There's a certain culture that you adapt. And I'm very lucky. I can say that all the companies I've, I've been with so far are aligned with you know, just being, I guess in layman's term, treating people right and treating people well. Um, so that has always stuck to me um, growing up and growing in this HR field. So now after the internship, you then graduated and whatnot, you now became a recruitment associate for, for a company mm-hmm. called Best Minds. What was it? Is this a headhunting company? What, what do they do? Yes, it's an executive search firm right in the heart of Makati as well. So yeah, in fresh grad, I was an executive um, search recruiter. Okay. Now, again, that's not, uh, uh, again, for me, just I coming from a founder, Right. Uh, they always say there's only a few job from a founder CEO, I guess, uh, uh, the non-tech person to do. So you need to provide the right resources, find the right people in the boat, and you know, make the, uh, you know, make point them to the right direction. So mm-hmm. I'm always recruiting all the time. I'm always hiring, and at uh-huh. the very start of each startup, 
you are the headhunter. <laughs> so it's important that you do this right. From your point of view, what makes a proper uh, recruitment setup to recruit the right person? Because again, it's not easy. If people think hiring, I mean, looking for a job is easy, looking for the right person is ex- more difficult. No, that's true. That's true. Um, so when, you know, one of the one of the things that stuck to me from one of my mentors in Canberra early on for talent acquisition, ABC, so always be closing. Yes. Um, it, it doesn't just apply for sales, right? It, it applies to literally everything you can do in life. And in recruitment, what that means is, you know, whether you're actively hiring, whether you're actively in an interview, or you're just coming across a person that you met in an event, you want to make a good impression and you want to really treat them well and just be respectful of them because you never know. You never know. Um, who you cross paths with might be the, your next teammate or your next employee. So I think that's really important. Um, but at the same time for employers, I think it's also equally important to realize that recruitment is not a one-way thing. It's not just candidates applying to your company to get the job. It's actually also you impressing the candidates and making them decide to choose you and work with you. Absolutely. Now, Diani, before we take our first break, did you? Uh, what was the biggest learning curve you had to learn? Because again, though there's a great foundation, it really looks like you were fit to do this as well. You, that, that was a good fit right, right from the get-go. Some, some professionals don't have that. You know, they have to like fit, fiddle around. But what was the biggest challenge you had to overcome to become good at uh, HR? Mm, that's really interesting. I'd say there's a lot of it, but it's really more getting over the fact that everybody starts at step one. Mm. So, you know, no one's really born with HR expertise, recruitment expertise. So it's going through it, going through the whole thing and experiencing all those challenges, whether that's a difficult stakeholder or a role that you can't close for six months. It's going through those. And then as it builds, I think Mm. that just, you know, brings more power to you. So um, I would say it's a collective learning journey for me. All right. Sounds good. Now, let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's now talk how you got in the big, big team, which is Canva. But you know, we didn't start out as big. But let's talk about that more after the break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. 
calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Break. And we're back from the break. We're still with Yanni Donato, the country head of Canva, which, by the way, I just used before I called you to create an investor pitch deck. So without you, I cannot raise funds <laughs> and I will not have any startups because before I can't, I get lost with like PowerPoint and what I have no creative juices. So, mate, mad props to you. So, Yanni, here's what I'm really uh, curious on. How did you get into Canva? Because we all know that, you know, ever since like, you know, 2015, 2014, I've always been hearing about, you know, this, this girl from Australia, that Filipina and whatnot. And I've always heard that there's a Canva team, but it's like, a, it's like the Yeti. You know, that it exists, but you don't know where. So how did you even get that opportunity? Yeah, so, you know, I was a recruiter, I was in an executive search firm. So naturally, my, my 8 to 5 p.m. life in the office was in LinkedIn. I had to look mm. for there. So, um, but outside that, I was also tasked to just, you know, try and fix the branding of that company, okay. create some graphics for them. And I was exploring and that's when I first came across Canva because I was like, um, it's online, it's beautiful, these templates are available. So I started making stuff on Canva. Oh. And then the algorithm on LinkedIn one day, as I was sourcing for candidates, I saw Canva is looking for a recruiter. So, like what you said, Ron, like you never at early on, I never, I didn't know where they were. So I'm like, I assumed <laughs> it earlier. But then yeah. um, I squinted a little and I saw Makati, and I'm like, huh. So I just clicked it and applied. And then on my way home, I get a call from the, wow. from the person who posted the job ad from Canva from Australia. So I think that's it. That's where it started. And then the next thing I know, it was a Saturday. I was jumping on this um, recruitment call with them. Okay. And then the rest is history. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Again, yeah. it's like the Yeti. It, it exists. <laughs> and now you finally see Shangri-La in the flesh. It's like, oh, so this really exists. But when you came into Canva, what was the team like? And um, I, I want to understand, like, okay, is it the Canva that, you know, what we all revere now? Because you had to go through a lot of, you know, evolution and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of growing pains you had to go through what was it like uh you know it's such a good question because um it's such a cliche to say this but yes a lot of things have changed but things that remain the same are really the culture and the main reasons why I joined in the first place and why I'm still there it's the people so you know when I got into Canva the person who gave me a job offer so I was waiting in the office I got a call. It's an Australian number. So I call, I answered. It's the co-founder. It's Cliff. Cliff called oh, me. Oh, Cliff. Okay. Dun palang parang it was surreal na, wow, this co-founder had the time to call me. And then, yun, after that, um, in the beginning, it really had just proven to me that 
um, from founders to designers to engineers, everybody was so down to earth. Um, it was so ano ba yun, parang unnerving because I'm used to a very corporate setup. So right. yun talagang ito very casual but very competent yung team. So that was what it was like in the beginning. But definitely no structure. So you can imagine I was a recruiter. Um, and then to my surprise, um, ah, mag-HR na rin pala ako. I didn't know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, after job offered, onboarding ako din pala. Yun, slowly. <laughs> oh, hard. This is what the job oh, is. Man. I love it. Right, right. No, because again, they always say it. In a startup, you get to actually define your job description. If you ask the founder what that is, like, uh, I don't know, you figure it out. <laughs> That's what we need. Um, yeah, the, the thing I learned in Canva is you never count. You never count what's in your JD. Um, something, and this is something I say to, I give as an advice to others as well. Not just in Canva, but, you know, grab as much opportunities as you can. Like when things are put on your plate, I don't count it as sort of like tasks or chores. It's opportunities. And that's also what led me to this role now. Absolutely. Now, I'm curious because you, I'll just segue a little bit. You mentioned that there's something that gravitated you towards the culture and you said it's remained the same. What's the culture of Canva like? Is that a loosely implemented thing where, you know, the chemistry is it's impalpable or is that like uh, uh, written down in a mania carta kind of thing? But what's it like? Well, we, it's a mix of both, right? We have code of we have our code of ethics. I was there um, at the time when it wasn't there yet, but it mm. was always sort of an unspoken rule. Okay. I was there when it was developed into a piece of content, and I'm there now where it's actually placed in um, the company. Mm. At the same time, we have our values. So, yung six kind of values that you know maybe people know now: be a force for good, be a good human. It all started from 13 philosophies that Melanie Perkins, our founder herself, wrote when she was still dreaming about this company like 10 years ago. Right. So you know that your core values and ethics of the company has always been the same. So nice. in that sense, it has always been there, but it's the loose part I'd say is that we don't have any dress codes. We like mm. to celebrate. So it's really that culture of, you know, there's so much hard work, but mm. there's also so much fun. And would it be fair to say, because and especially in a startup, right, they always say that culture more than anything is is top down, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it starts with a co-founder, starts with the founding team, starts mm-hmm. with whoever. Because mm-hmm. if that's not loose, and then eventually, I guess you have to really write it down because uh, as you scale, the rule of three of th- three and ten happens. <laughs> you can't really just pass that down like, you know, like word of mouth, right? And you have to scale. But now what I, I want to uh, understand as well, is that how did, how did, as a professional as well, you became recruitment specialist and you had to really um, build that culture along with a lot of processes for sure. How did you go up the ranks from recruitment specialist to head of HR? Sure. Um, so I think it really was more, as you mentioned earlier, growing pains. Yeah. So when you're a team of three to when you're a team of 10 and 15, what applies to three does not anymore apply for 15, 15 to 50. Mm-hmm. So when we were smaller, a lot of things that were unsaid or undocumented, it still was easy to uh, mimic. It was still, you know, there's still that um, ease of culture. Now, yeah, everybody understands everybody's on the same page. But as you grow and you will keep growing, 
um, there's more and more people in the team and more and people more and more people assume new roles. So mm-hmm. we've already, you know, we've seen some, not I would say problems, but we've seen some difficulties in making sure that everybody's aligned. So in the spirit of alignment and in this, in ensuring that um, we're able to really nurture and maintain this culture, mm-hmm. we realized um, not just in the Philippines, but globally, na, hey, look, we need an HR team to look after the employees themselves. Um, and I remember, it, our HR team isn't actually called HR. To this day, we're called Team Happiness. Nice. So, so no una then, I was hesitant because, you know, I didn't really have much experience in HR. So I was wondering, you know, can I lead this? But speaking to Mel herself, she was really yeah. passionate. Na, Yanni, uh, I want to build this team and it's called Team Happiness and I want us to reinvent HR and what it's known for. I want us to be really true to its name. We're looking after people. So okay. don't All right. When you say happiness, that's a very, that's a very powerful word because yeah. in a startup, you know, the pace is frantic. You know, it's like, you know, have to work in crazy pace. There's high <laughs> pressure and whatnot. But again, in a startup, uh, there's also ebbs and flows, you know, challenges. There are days where it's shit and days and there's like, woo, you know, it's it's the best thing in the world. But through all of that, how do you maintain happiness in a team? Because in a founder's point of view, especially the first-time founders, mm-hmm. they can also be the source of that ebb and flow <laughs> because people <laughs> gravitate towards what you feel. And if you're a first-time founder and you're not even killed, that's going to rub off on your team. Mm. I think um, two things. So there's, so yeah, that's a good question because a lot of people ask, you know, what does happiness mean even? Like, or how do you define that? What's the metric for it? Mm-hmm. So for Canva, we, it's the mission is build an effective and engaged team. So when we say that effective and engaged, what we mean, you know, when people are not just blindly happy, we're not just throwing away perks and benefits for the sake of everything we do has to have a purpose. For example, um, when we, when we choose to have, so now, um, well, before the pandemic, we had our in-house chefs cooking breakfast and lunch for the team. You have so, an in-house chef? What am I? I'm resigning now from all my, Okay. <laughs> you got me with the chef. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's usually it's a hook. Um, yeah. We have that. And, you know, it's more than sustenance. It's more than, you know, giving people free food. It's really about building that sense of um, connectedness and belongingness every morning and every lunch together no matter what your role is and you bond and you talk about whatever it is. And I think it's a vital part of our culture. Mm-hmm. So to us, we invest in those things, but at the same time, what we, why we do that is because we want to empower people to do the best work of their lives. So productivity is another measure. Mm-hmm. So it's those two things that go together and that's what counts as team happiness for us. Got it. Now, here's one thing. I'm very, it's a very personal question because mm-hmm. I've seen, I've made this mistake so many times before, especially when, you know, when you're a first time startup founder, because we always say, right, startups hire fast, fire fast, but it's not as easy as that because you invest so much in a, in a, in a hire, right? Regardless if you fire them fast, there's still so much you have to do. But mm-hmm. what does it take to get hired in Canva? You know, because of course there's a job description. Right. Mm. But there's one thing. It's like for me, I always look for that one thing. It's hard to describe, but you know, it's a good fit when you see the right person. What does it take to get it into Canva as a person? Um, it's two things for me. Obviously, you have to be naturally talented at the role that you're applying for. So it's siguro yung competency and all. But more than that, it's also character. So we look at in our hiring process, which I could say is a bit rigorous, um, there's also measures for measuring attitude and character, meaning um, people who work hard, people who will find solutions, and people who have bias for action. 
So mm-hmm. those are the kinds of people um, that we hire. Even if you're a fresh grad, for example, you still have a chance um, if you're able to display those characters that also align with our values as a company. Got it. Now, how do you expose those characters with the right questions? Because everybody can always have the, the best interview or professional interview takers, we call them, and still be you know, total opposites when they get on the floor. How do you expose them and how do you, what are the things you, you, you kind of do trick them to, to expose those, those tendencies early on? Sure. Well, to be honest, every hire is a risk, right? You never really 100% know until everybody gets on the floor, like you said. Um, however, some things that we put in place, for example, a lot of the questioning is um, behavioral and experience-based. So we really want to dig deep into um, what this person has previously done before. And these questions also unlock if um, a person is self-aware, because to us it's very important. Self-awareness is very important. We're not looking for the perfect candidate who has the perfect answers. What we want to see is a person who's aware of also his or her mistakes and what this person did to overcome those and to learn from those. So we see a lot of those, but also we have reference checks. So it's also, you know, it's important to be holistic in your approach Mm -hmm. as much as you can. If you can get references from outside, then that's also very valuable for us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because again, at the end of the day, again, it's always best foot forward, right? Until you find out and, you know, there's skeletons in the closet and whatnot. Now, if there's one one personal thing, I'll just go dig dig in a little, a little deeper. What's your favorite interview question that throws people off? Like for me, I always have this person uh, question that I always ask is like, uh, why should I not hire you? Like, what? <laughs> it's it's a, the same question always and I get the same uh, reaction. Um, uh, for you, what's it, what's it for you? Uh. I always like hearing people answer. So, you know, you build them up to talk about all their strengths and mm-hmm. all their achievements and then you surprise them with, well, what's the biggest mistake you've ever made? Um, and how did that affect your relationship with other people in the company? So I like hearing their answers there because I know I, I find that not a, lot of, not a lot of people have ready answers for that question. Um, but at the same time, I also like throwing them back the question, throwing, throwing them back the floor now. What questions do you have for me? So I'm usually very impressed when people or when candidates actually, you know, are interested in Canva or are interested about the role and have a list of questions that they want uh, me to answer. That is amazing. Yeah, correct. Because you can already see the, it's not just like, oh, I'm just trying to get the, the paycheck, right? I'm really keen to really know you if you actually did your research as well and you mm-hmm. asked the right questions. Okay, noted, and I will use that more often. <laughs> and uh, whoever my hiring team is. Last few questions before our last week. How did you now uh, become from being head or of team happiness, which is now leading the whole team? Because HR and running ops is a totally different monster, right? How do you even get to that? And I would I was like, dude, I'm already I'm running two startups at the moment, right? And it's wow. killing me. Uh, it's not easy, man. Um, what for you to 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 lead a team this, you know, amazing? What was that like? Um, well, yeah, sorry. Did you mean um, as from head head of people, head of have team happiness, head of people to to country head? What was that like? Oh well, it was very tough. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. There, it was the scariest time of my life. Well, one of the scariest time of my life. I'd say the pandemic is still scary for me. Yes. Um, and, you know, assuming these new roles at what I felt at the time was so fast, like 
Ron, you know, I I always still attribute myself as I'm the recruiter. So that's something <laughs> to me. So even then, as I was growing into this these different roles, um, I noticed with myself now when people would ask me, what do you do in Canva? It I found it, but I have as having sort of like an impostery feeling mm-hmm. where I couldn't even say I was head of people or I was head of team happiness, and now more than ever, the country head. So that was tough because I needed right. to get over my personal um, mm-hmm. concerns. Mm-hmm. Pero the journey has, I guess now it's really been, I wouldn't say easy, but it's funner because again, our founders, they're very much involved. Mel, Cliff, Cam, mm-hmm. um, and the rest of the team here in the Philippines have been so supportive throughout the journey. And I guess it helped that, you know, I've also been with them for five years now, since yep. 2015. So met, it's familiar. Uh, so we right. know each other. Um, right. Yeah. So what's the best advice they've given you? I mean, you, you said uh, there's always imposter syndrome. Even, and even if you are a founder, there's always imposter syndrome. That, that thing that, that, you know, that consensia is always at the back of your head. Like, oh, you can't do this. So why are you here? You know, but I'm pretty sure, again, having the right co-founders, like I've, I've, I've met, I've not, I haven't actually met. I've seen Cameron in the flesh. And there's a there's this vibe uh, about him that like oh my god this guy this guy knows his shit right but um but what were those things that let because it, it's important that your your leader breaks all these doubts right and yeah. gives you the opportunity to thrive and make mistakes too what was those like for you um well one they've never really you know sila kasi naturally the title founder CEO is naturally intimidating. The thing yeah. with Melon Cliff and Cam is, before this pandemic, they would spend a lot of time in the Philippines. Like every three months, they'd fly in here, spend time with the team. So I found that really valuable because there's actual face time. Okay. Um, and we see each other not just at work, but you know, we'd go on dinners and lunches. So that was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to emulate modesty um, in leadership. So Mel would just walk in the room barefoot, wala siyang chinelas and stop wow. to anybody. So, you Are know, you but it, yeah, um, it really shows that as high as she goes, the more grounded she gets. And that's something I try and try and try to and actually all three of them. So those three things. And then the last thing would be um, never let go of your paranoia. I think it's very real. Like every, okay. you know, every, I believe every good leader has that paranoia. Yeah. The difference is what makes them great is that they channel their paranoia into action. So Correct. don't focus on the things that you can't control. Focus instead on the things you can control and make that happen. I call it mamba mentality. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. oh, right? you're trying to kill me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit you back with a haymaker right there. And I'll try to use the barefoot thing, but I might have at least foot, so my, my guys might resign. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot do that. But okay, again, thanks, Danny. Uh, Danny, did I call you Danny? Yanni, who is Danny? Okay. Yanni, yeah, let's take our last break and then we come back. Let's now pay it forward and again, paint the picture of how Canva is like. But well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Order has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. Hello. 
And we're back from the break. We're still with Canva. I tried being barefoot over the break and uh, my, my fiancé <laughs> walked out. What happened? <laughs> it does not work for me. Okay. Um, okay, so Yanni, uh, before uh, the break, you talk, talked about well, what's it like, you know, uh, getting to the team uh, and whatnot. Now, as head of ops, or the whole, uh, the head of uh, country head, how did that role change? Because again, you're still always head of happiness. I'm pretty sure at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's your, your bread and butter and that's your default. But what mm-hmm. are the things you had to like learn on the fly to better equip yourselves and running the whole thing here in the Philippines? Oh, wow. Well, things I learned on the fly. There's so much. Um, right. Siguro one, I always like sharing this because it's really one of the newest things I've done. Before I even went become country manager as head of people, Okay. I was in charge of construction, so building the site. Wow. Store. So that was completely foreign to me. Like I was <laughs> Googling terms before. Wow. That, like I was studying, like, what right. is fit up? Define this. I, <laughs> I studied those. So wow. another, sorry, I'd like to, another tip I'd like to share is don't be afraid to admit when you don't know and just study. Wow. Just There's so much resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, now as a country manager, something then there's something new to me was growth and marketing of Canva for the for the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So it was only in late 2019 where we really started looking at the Philippines as a local market. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my first projects as country manager was to release our first above the line marketing campaign, right. which is really exciting for me. No, absolutely. And I've seen some of your campaigns really thrive. You know, you've done the LGBT thing. I think, mm-hmm. was that Father's Day or Mother's Day that you did? Uh, forgot which. Yes. Yeah. So, see, mad props. It's cutting through. It's it's being seen and it sticks. Yeah, people people remember it and whatnot. Okay. So, uh, from this point on, I, I want to understand because this is most important thing. Culture is everything in a startup, right? Chemistry is everything, right? One bad egg can fuck that up. I'm sorry for the lack of better terms. But, um. How do you scale culture across multiple locations? Because, of course, Philippines has their own culture. And how many other offices do you have that? And what, what binds all these, these locations together? Uh, yeah, so we have an office in the Philippines. Our headquarters is in Australia. Mm-hmm. We recently launched in the U.S. as well. And we have uh, teams in China. And outside those, yun yung mga may physical offices. But outside those, we also have a huge remote team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so many things you can do to preserve culture. But one thing... Um, I'd say is well, I wouldn't say it's unique, but one thing it's important is culture is not just what you're about and what you do, but it was very important for us to also articulate what we don't stand for. So I think that's what changed the game for us. And when I say change the game, it just made it easier for us to make decisions, whether that's hiring decisions, product decisions, or will we do this in the office? Because it's also clear what we do not stand for or what the values do not mean. Because often you assume, right? Like if you say these are your values, often you assume people know what it is. And to an extent, they do. But there's also always a degree of misinterpretation. So you do have to be explicit in making it known that this does not mean this. Correct. And especially in culture, there shouldn't be any gray area. Right? Mm. Because, yeah, there are loose things, you know, like the, 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 the dress code and all that, but the, what you stand for should be like the Ten Commandments, literally, right? Mm-hmm. That they're passed down from bottom to the top. I mean, top to the bottom. Now, um, I have a question. Uh, what's the day-to-day like in Canva? Because again, I, I'm still trying to understand in my brain, what's it like? So you have a chef and Melanie walks in barefoot. What else uh, is this? So paint me that picture. How, how big is the team now? What, yeah. the, what, are, what are the things like? 
Sure. Um, I'll speak first. Siguro, you know, iba na eh. Now is a new normal, so we're remote. But right. before that, um, we're a team of 250 employees here in the Philippines. What? That's crazy. Yes. Um, and over 900 all, all over the world. Wow. Um, so you come in, um, there's breakfast ready. So yes, me breakfast ready. Um, it's in the in, it's in level six for us. So we all eat there, and then our vibe team, which is one of my favorite teams, uh, just uh-huh. by the name itself. Sila essentially office operations team. We call it vibe. Their mission is to keep the vibe alive. Essentially, nice. the culture. Um, that's it. Hopefully, people get full in their meals, and then they work on their desks. So we have an office, an open office. Okay. You have an desk, but you can work there or you can work on the couch or in the different breakout rooms that we have. Wow. Um, we also spend a lot of time with our colleagues um, all over the world. So okay. there's a lot of booth rooms and meetings. You'll see a lot of people in Zoom rooms. Right. Um, and then at mga 11.50, you'll hear like a bell and say, it's food ready, so it's what? lunch. <laughs> it's, like, it's like recess. It's lunch. <laughs> yes, to be wow. honest, it's recess. And then you just see people. Going up the stairs or the elevator, then yeah, you spend time and lunch, then go back to work. Um, then usually we end around four or five, uh-huh. and then usually, much like school, there's an extracurricular activity happening in the afternoon. Really? So wow. it's a fitness class, um, Wi-Fi dance class. Some people may run can it's called can van, so canva uh-huh. van, so they jam and all the things. So it's really, um, yeah, fun stuff. That's technically to burn whatever you ate in the breakfast from the chef's cooking. Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> Man, if I'm going to be I work in Canva, I'd be triple my size right now and you won't be able to recognize me at all. Good thing. Or I will copy that. When we raise and scale PNA, I will mm-hmm. copy and hire a chef. Oh, for me only. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so if my team is listening to this, you know what I'm going to do with that money now. Um, okay, so... Uh, at this stage in the game, you you told me all the fun stuff in Canva. Mm. But at this stage, what's the biggest challenge in Canva nowadays? Because every single size presents a brand new challenge that you have to overcome. What's that for you? Um, now, I would not ignore the challenge of the pandemic. So number one, it's um, something that keeps me up at night is ensuring that the team is kept safe, um, ensuring that as much as possible, um, Canva does its part to ensure that everybody in the team is kept safe and is supported throughout the pandemic. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two, it's also how to grow as fast as we can because we re- we realized um, with the with the you know from last year we've doubled in user size um, mm-hmm. in Canva. So we realized that especially now that people are working remotely, they really turn to the product as their go-to productivity tool and yeah. workplace collaboration tool now that they're all at home. Yes. So you want to be able to really provide as much value as we can to the users. And, you know, there's momentum there and there's a need. And every successful company solves a problem. So you want to be able to solve those problems for them. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And again, you're right. This is an essential now. I always have a tab of Canva or two uh, that, that, you know, we use this heavily, especially in the podcast game because we're very heavy on, 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 on visuals as well, you know, uh, creating episode arts, cover arts and whatnot. We will not be able to do that at all without oh, wow. Canva. So thank you to you and to the founders and the 900 people in Canva. So big shout outs. We oh, love you. To thank them, you. Right? There you go. Okay, now I, ha- I want to know some secrets from you. 
being the 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 head of uh, you know of everything here in the Philippines, right? And uh, being the head of Team Happiness from before. What's your secret in motivating people? Because again, startup life ain't easy, especially with higher targets now. Man, that's going to be very tough. But you have to have an uncanny ability to get the best out of people when you're at your seat, when, when you're at the top of everything. What's your secret in, in doing that? Uh, one, I would say the lead by example, I believe, is very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. So whenever I can, I like to show the team that they... So for example debunking the myth that I can't do something because I've not had experience in that before, for example. So I like, you know, showing them and going through that journey with them. When we did our first campaign, for example, um, it's a billboard in EDSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to be so involved up to the point that mago ocular in the billboard, walking, mm-hmm. dun, uh, walking along the bridge of EDSA. I was with them because I wanted to show them I'm, I'm with you and let's do this together. So then when it becomes successful, you, know, you can really celebrate it together. And you've proven that, hey, look, just because you've not done something before doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah. Where in fact, a lot of things are possible. Just put your mind into it and out-effort everybody that you work with. Got it. All right. Now, uh, my next question. What hacks do you want to share in managing startups? Again, again, leading by example is one, right? But you have to have top-notch management skills in order to run a team like this you can't just you know lead by example everything because it's virtually impossible you know you have a lot of you have a big team you have to learn how to delegate and have systems and all that what's that uh what are those hacks that you can share for us one um i think hiring is something that every ceo founder or any person with a business needs to do really 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 well um so that means for lack of a better word, you know, hire people who are better than you. Hire people who are much more capable than you, much more um, experienced in the field as you, and don't be intimidated. And instead, embrace that and thrive that. So don't be intimidated when someone is too good. It's actually such a great thing if someone is too good. Um, but the other thing as well is delegating. So I've encountered a lot of people where, and I think this is natural, right? Because I've gone through this many times where you've had to hand over your Lego to somebody, meron kang fear of like, what am I going to do? Or like, what if, you know, this is better than me, how's that going to affect me? Um, But really, if you have a mindset na delegation, um, especially to a person who can do it much better than you, does great for everybody else. But at the same time, opens doors for you to spend your energy and impact on other things that are probably more impactful for you. So those are the things. But also, just on the human side of things, um, always be respectful, um, I believe that, and give back as much as you can. So, you know, money and profit, they're important, but people really remember you for your intentions and how you really sincerely help them throughout the difficulties. So we try to extend giving back as much as we can when opportunities present itself. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Now, Yanni, I'll just throw a curveball a little bit uh, because uh, if uh, I'm, I'm talking to you as, as you are now but if you were to talk to a young Yanni and mm-hmm. I ask you the, your favorite question huh, uh, which is what was your biggest mistake, mistake in your Canva journey just to you know put things full circle that you know it's not all rainbows and butterfly, mm-hmm. butterflies what was that biggest mistake for you uh, in this journey so far? Um, I'd say a lot of my mistakes and Siguro previously would just be probably not 
grabbing opportunities as much as I could have in the earlier days just because it was driven by fear of failing. Um, along the way, I learned na, you know, when you fail, that's actually, you, you can consider it a win because you learn so much from it. So it, it just added to your belt. But also, hiring, to me, hiring has always been a, a learning experience for me, whether it's a good hire or whether it's a hire that, you know, wasn't so successful. I try to really, um, I try to really be conscious of what went wrong to make sure that I don't do that again and I'm able to support whoever I hire when they join Canva. So that, you know, not only me, but they also thrive in their time here as a company. That is amazing. Again, thank you very much, Yanni, for that amazing episode. I'm a big fan. I'm a bigger fan. So I'm going to root for you because you guys are doing an amazing job. And again, we're main beneficiaries in the podcast game. Without you, we will die. Our creative guy will die. You know? <laughs> and we won't be able to raise uh, any money. So again, Yanni, thank you very much. And uh, before anything else, how, what would you like to share to, to get people, you know, to what, what's up next for Canva and what should they do to, to, to check that out? Um, yeah, so up next for Canva, we're really growing the... Well, one, we're hiring. So, mm. you know, pandemic, we are in a fortunate position um, to be able to continue to hire um, in the Philippines and provide more jobs for Filipinos. Mm. Um, you don't have to be in Metro Manila. Um, we're open to remote hiring as of the moment. So all they have to do is go to canva.com slash careers um, and look for all the job openings there. Um, at the same time, we're... Education is a priority for us. So for all K-12 teachers nationwide, whether you're public school or private school, if you go on canva.com slash education, you can sign up and get a premium version of Canva free forever. Wow. Are you serious? Wow. Yes. It's really, you know, we want to help them, especially now that distance learning is the new normal. Um, But for those who've not tried Canva before, um, you can try it out. Just go to canva.com. Um, sign up for a free account and you can avail of a free 30-day trial for Canva Pro. Imagine that all my teachers in math can now put all their lesson plans in uh, Canva and fail me from afar. Imagine that. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Again, the magic that you guys do is amazing. Again, thank you, Yanni. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And if we did say some jargon, or if you want to check out the links that we just said, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And if you want to grow the podcast along with us, just go to the Hustle Share community as well on Facebook. And lastly, if you want to suggest a guest, uh, just like Yanni, uh, all you need to do is message us in our Hustle Share chatbot at m.me slash hustleshare powered by chatbot PH. Again, Yanni, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Yes. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.